Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.33. And the cars of Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hey, if you're uh, checking out the podcast today, or any uh, of the Bax and Nagel podcast, it's all brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today. There's a slight, and I mean like a slight chance of a shower. So slight, it's probably not even going to happen at all with a high of 63 tonight. A few clouds, low of 44. Tomorrow looks okay. Partly cloudy and a high of 65. About 44 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Joe Bonamassa is coming to uh, Springfield Symphony Hall. We have tickets to that show November 24th, like the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. He is going to be in town, and you'll have a chance at those tickets sometime later on this morning. Also, the keyword to cash. And I'm going to guess a fairly decent chance of a MIV a-hole coming up later on today. 534 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and the Almond Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, today uh, sunny with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 64. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Chuck Norris can cure a zombie by biting it. Did you know that? That's all it takes? Uh, I don't know if that was ever an official uh, one of those Chuck Norris things, but it might soon be because someone was finally smart enough to put Chuck in a zombie movie. It's called Zombie Plane. And Chuck will be playing himself, and so will Vanilla Ice. Wasn't this the thing that I told you I wished for on my entire life? How did we have a zombie movie with Vanilla Ice and Chuck Norris? It's, it, I mean, it's, it seems improbable that it's taken so long to do this. Um, was it hard for them to peel themselves away from their busy schedules? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, Chuck Norris, uh, you don't even want to go near his house to ask him if he's available. No, I would yell from across the street, but yeah. I would think that, uh, yeah, Vanilla Ice. It's got to be. This is his busy season. <laughs> it is his. Uh, they're gonna. They're gonna. He's gonna stop. He's gonna collaborate, and he's gonna listen to Chuck about. I think it have to because he, he's back with his brand new edition. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It's called uh, Zombie Plane. Uh, In the movie, the government has trained celebrities to be undercover agents, which explains Vanilla being able to kick zombie butt. Obviously, there was never any doubt about Chuck, though. Well, thank goodness they're finally doing some things in Hollywood with plausible plot lines. Right. Well, remember the sharks coming out of the water? uh, Yes, like in a tornado fashion? One through four times. Well, there's that, but I was thinking about like that uh, that sharknado that came out of the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where sharks were like, you know, falling on people. Sharks, and then uh, what was the other dumb one that they came out with? There was another one. The other dumb one? Well, the, the, you got to start with the dumb one first. It was Sharknado, but then there was some there was some kind of fire or something. I don't even remember what it was. It was so, it involved another animal. Uh, I don't know. Zombie Plane also stars Australian actress Sophie Monk, and it was uh, shot in her home country earlier this year. There's no word on when we'll be able to bask in the glow of the cinematic brilliance of Zombie Plane. Can't wait. Sounds so good. Well, you know, when you start running out of ideas and uh, your writers are just waking up again, 
I don't know. I don't know why you have to be so cynical. Well, that's all. You, that's all you got. You By the way, I don't know if you've uh, seen uh, pictures of uh, Sophie Monk. Sophie Monk is. Uh, I would very, watch a film with her. Very easy on the eyes. Yes, she is. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, was constructed to be like a concert experience in a movie theater, and that's how people are treating it. And we talked about this yesterday. Fans are standing, singing along, cheering, shining their phone flashlights, and dancing in the aisles all in front of the screen. It sounds like fun, unless you just want to watch the movie. And I'm and I'm going to be yeah. among those people. Those folks are not having a good time. One girl posted a video from a theater and said, "Quote: I'm at the worst screening ever. I can't even hear Taylor. If you're at the concert, you wouldn't be able to hear Taylor either." I thought you're supposed to put your phones away in a movie theater. You're you're asking this younger generation to not use their phone the entire time. Well, I mean, they tell you right before the the. The, the previews, no. put your phone down, it's disturbing to others. They don't in this one. They give you a bunch of movie trailers, and then they uh, and then they say, here it is, here's Taylor Swift. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll uh, find out more this weekend. Uh, another said, people were too disrespectful, like there were some that were some that actually were kicked out of the room because they were being so rude. They completely ruined a lot of people's experience there. A third said, quote, as a theater experience, it's horrible. I expect dancing, standing up in chairs, screaming, and singing along. She made this for her hardcore fans. Well, no duh. Why and that's else that's would you why go? they're dancing. I was thinking about this the other day. If I didn't have my kid who really wanted to go see this, yeah. I would have never have gone by myself or gone with other people going, hey, guys, you want to get together and we'll go to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour? Sure you wouldn't have. Well, you, you you can see Taylor on the big screen. Come on. <laughs> it'll be fun, you know. I, I'd wind up with one of those Paul Rubens moments by myself in sure. the theater. Then you'd be asked to leave. Yes, yeah. Well, I don't know. They kind of need the money, these movie theaters. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're that desperate. Sir, sir, could you go sit in the back at least, <laughs> not in the front row? And face the wall. Yeah. But, hey, this is the whole part. I, I don't understand why people would complain about that. I, it, it, you, I'm kind of expecting it. You you should be. Yeah. Because that, that's what... But who knows what it's going to be like. Like, you're going the next week. You know what I mean? It's not like you're going on the opening night where everybody was doing this. No, you, but, I, but these are probably people that are seeing it for the very first time as well, and they're probably going to be just as moved by it as when you went. Yeah. There had to have been a, a showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show at some point where one guy was just watching the movie by himself and didn't show up in any costume or anything. Right. So he went just to see it in its first run. Yeah, this this could be, um, you know, that going that direction. Top Gun is now a reality show because that's what we needed in this country. Uh, Top Gun, the next generation is coming to National Geographic, but a premiere date has not been announced. The show will follow Navy student pilots every step of the way during training as they embark on, quote, some of the most challenging flight tests possible, including landing on an aircraft carrier at sea. This will reportedly be the first time uh, this level of access has been given mm. to the pilot training program. Maybe one of these days I'll actually see the first Top Gun film. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't seen that. Just uh, never got around to it. But, but but you know the plot line. You pretty much know how the movie ends. Uh, okay. 
I mean, like, I, I never uh, I never saw Breaking Bad, but I know how it begins and I know how it ends because I watched those two episodes. See, but you're just doing that, that out of spite. I'm doing uh, I didn't, no, out of it, it, disinterest. I didn't do it out of spite. I did it out of, because I have a lack of time to watch Breaking Bad. See, I think you need to set aside some time. I don't know. You know, you're hanging out with kids all the time. Really, a show about meth in the middle of the desert probably isn't the best for uh, family entertainment time. There are children in that show. There are children in that show, but I don't think. But they're they're Hollywood children. They're probably like adults right now, anyway. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, and Kim Kardashian got into a purse fight with her sister Chloe. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh my God! The last time I had a bag to the face was when Ray J used his Lindsay low hangers and gave me a bag of tea with a spot of brown sugar in that sex tape <laughs> you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. You ever have the bag of tea with the brown no, sugar? No, no, I haven't. Uh, Caitlin? Whatever got that done uh, dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, uh, gave her the Bundaberg tummy balls. <laughs> a little Dunker's delight. What are you, what are you trying to say? Which, uh, what I'm trying to say is she kept me warmed up with a testacuzzi before she gave me the pork knuffle. Pork <laughs> Pork knuckle shuffle. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes it's hard to get it out of my mouth. Oh, I'm sure it is. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's your Hollywood treasure, Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Don't overpay for your new ride. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 and Queen on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 64. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Your uh, chance at Joe Bonamassa tickets coming up later on this morning, and we'll give out the keyword to cash after 8 o'clock. Sweet. Uh, yesterday, I, uh, I'm i standing upstairs in the office up in the up, up in the lobby. Okay. Here at Rock 102, and, and, and I'm standing at the main desk, you know, the front desk when yeah. you walk in the door. And I'm filling out some paperwork there, and I'm uh, I'm observing the the two gals that work up there, the ladies, uh, the one that works in that office right there by the door, and then the other one that works, you know, kind of kitty corner to that. Right? Okay, sure. Both of their doors are open. Okay, right. I'm filling out this paperwork, and I hear uh, Lady A call Lady B on the telephone. And I can hear the entire conversation, <laughs> whatever they were saying. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone's yeah. been in our lobby, you could, you know. How small it is. It's very small. Yeah. So the, from like the door to office A to office B. Yeah. Maybe 12 feet. Right. Maybe give or take a foot or two, but yeah. probably about 12 feet. About 12 feet. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're having a conversation with each other. Lady A is telling Lady B about something, obviously, that's going on, you know, work-related. Yes. And uh, tells her, uh, you know, the list of items that she, that she completed, and uh, this is where she can find it. And then they both hang up the phone and say goodbye, like, you know, like, and, and, I, ju- and I just said, couldn't you have just leaned your head out the door? And told her that exact set. Why are you calling each other from 10 feet away? Yeah. And I can hear everything. Lady A has actually uh, sent uh, me emails in the past and yeah. then gone from her office to my office to tell me, hey, I just sent you an email. Well, because, you know, she wants to make sure you get it. Right. Well, I'm likely to get it because uh, it shows up where all the other emails show up. But you never know. You might not ever get it. She's she arrives just... faster than the email yes, sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. You can hear you can hear her coming down the hall. 
anyway. His little tiny feet. But, you know, pitter-pattering. To, I just sent you an email. Okay, well, I'll get to it in a second. But I was just like, why won't you just lean your head out the door? And Lady B said, well, we don't want to be like a certain other person that used to work here. And I said, you mean the guy that used to have the speakerphone on with the door open with private financial information being exchanged back and forth? That's a little bit different than yeah. this guy. I yeah. said, uh, you're above that. You can just lean your head out and talk because you talk in a normal tone. You didn't talk like that guy did with the, oh, 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 oh. You know, yeah. and, and the, the lady who now has that position, yeah. I don't think has used her uh, her computer-generated uh, solitaire game no, once since no. she rejoined the company. Well, or that other one that was on, uh, what, is it, what was it, Animal Farm? What was the, what was the Facebook one that the other one? Farmville. Farmville. They were on. Yeah. She was on Farmville. Yeah, she uh, she lost her fortune on Farmville. Well, she bought a plow, and that she never really recovered after that. Well, because you, when you buy a plow, then you realize I need other I need other farm implements too to make this farm work, and now you're in a deficit because you can't afford all that stuff. Yeah. Well, see, those are good. Uh, those yeah. are good excuses not to you know get out of your seat and yeah. and uh, and actually have a private conversation. But I, I just find people fascinating the way they they want to solve a problem. By so uh, a while back, yeah. uh, with a different management structure uh, than the one we have today, on uh, on the wing of the of the office that that I'm in, mm-hmm. there's these two offices at the end of the hall. Yeah. Okay. And one had been for for uh, the program director's office and the marketing director side right. by side, and a thin wall separated yeah. the two. Their private conversations were held at the top of their lungs between the two doors. Because we're too lazy to get up and just go into the other person's office and have a private conversation with them. Right. Now, those doors are actually inches apart, not 12 feet. We're talking maybe like three or four inches apart. It would not have been all that difficult for someone to get up out of their chair and have that conversation rather than letting everybody else hear it. Right. While they were having it. Yeah, and, and uh, so I don't really know what the uh, the solution is. I mean, uh, should you be using uh, tying up a phone line, or could you just get up and chit chat like you do with everybody well, it's, else? It's not like you're tying up a phone line. It's not like other people were calling here wondering where they could pick up their old Deerfield craft fair tickets. <laughs> it was a it was a slow morning. Yeah, there wasn't, no, I get there it. wasn't a whole lot going on. I but, hear you. Uh, it just made me realize for a communications business, we communicate poorly. Very poorly, yeah, with each other. Well, like any, like any uh, family, Steve. Yes. We all have our deficits. Yeah, it's a great family, isn't it? It is. Yeah, every family is somewhat dysfunctional, but in this case, uh, our ways of communicating are suspect. Where that black sheep go? <laughs> Not that far. Yeah, yeah. Could be Not little, that far. Could be a little further. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's how they were conducting. Yeah, I didn't realize either. I don't really spend too much time up in that uh, that section of the building. I, yeah. I, you know, I when every morning after the show, I I walk by, I say good morning, and then I walk to my yeah. desk, and then I curl up in the fetal position for about twenty five minutes before it's time to go, and that's it. That's what I do. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I kind of feel like upstairs and downstairs is like a class system, you know, like yes, where the serfs and the lords live upstairs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, in a way, yeah. in a way, that's, yeah. uh, that's always a, been the case. Every once in a while, they'll throw a compliment at you to pay you, <laughs> right? Hey, uh, great show. Hey, hey, great hoeing out there in the garden. Good job. 
We're all counting it. Yeah, with, without you, we couldn't do our jobs. Now get down there and don't talk. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I I'm I'm glad I don't experience that every yeah. day. Well, you're yeah. not a nine to five type of guy, anyway. No, no, I'm not a nine to. I'm a five to nine kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. and that's those like are your five minutes to nine. I'm out the door, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Well, I mean, you rarely ever see five o'clock here either. That's that's true too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never so seen that before either. Hey, look, five. Okay, five thirty-five by forty to it's to, like, to nine. It's like the it's like a, it's always a moving target. Yeah, you know, hey. you know, when to go, when to leave. That's, you, know, it's, you know, hey, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. As long as you're in the, in in the frame, as long as you're in the frame. You know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Sure. Like. Like when you're in baseball, you, you don't have to be the leadoff hitter. Sometimes the guy like right yeah. in the middle of the lineup is a, it's the a, most effective a, one. A median average. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, perfect. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 621 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New- rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 628 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 62 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 64. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. The keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock. Your chance to win $1,000. We'll tell you what that is uh, after 8. You want to laugh? I do. All right. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So a man with a huge uh, uh, mandingo, if you will. Uh, uh, pork sword, Cuban uh, cigar, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, right? He's got a huge one of those. Okay. Right? Walks into a doctor's office and says, Doc, you need to help me. The very puzzled doctor looked at the guy and wondered what's going on. So he does a few tests and he found out he isn't getting enough blood flow uh, to the head. And it's being directed more to his... His, his business, business, right. yeah, and the result is affecting his speech. And the doctor says, "Well, I'm sorry to say this, but it looks like we're going to have to perform surgery and remove that giant uh, pork sword you got there." Okay. okay. And the man responds, "Do what you gotta do." Right. The surgery is a success. The guy's happy for a few months before realizing. I kind of really preferred having that giant thing uh, between my legs, right? Right. So he goes back to the doctor's office. He's like, you got to help me, doc. I need you to undo that surgery for me. And the doctor responds, that may be a little difficult. You see, because he attached it to himself. Because he wanted it big too. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. We'll see a mix. 634 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get to get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police investigating a social media post on Saturday about a razor blade being found in a child's bag of candy in Westfield determined it was most likely a mistake or an accident. Uh, we don't believe uh, it was intentional or malicious, Police Captain Steve Dickinson said on Monday after the department investigated a social media post made by an individual alleging a razor blade was found in a bag of candy one of her children collected at the Pumpkin Fest in Westfield. The post was uploaded by a woman to a community social media forum and depicted a hand holding a partially unwrapped razor blade over a bowl of candy with the caption, we just got back from the pumpkin fest and all my kids got tons of candy, so I dumped it in the big bowl. Well, this isn't candy. 
How do you know? Did you put it on your tongue and try it out? <laughs> it's a good question. What if it's a candy razor blade? Do they make those? Oh, well, they make candy cigarettes still. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. I like the bubblegum cigars. I always really like those. Those were really good. Those were I, good. I don't see those anymore anywhere. You know, but I did find the uh, the uh, I was at a candy shop down in Georgia over the summer. Yeah. And I found uh, the cigarettes that have the the little puff like it was like, like a little puff, pow- powdered pow- sugar. Powdered sugar, and you yeah. put it up to your mouth, and you you know you get that one puff out of the whole thing, and it makes you look like you're a real adult. You know, I don't know why I've ever, uh, I don't know why, like, uh, watching children smoke pretend cigarettes and cigars seems so offensive to people. I don't know why. Well, it's 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 an icebreaker. It's a social. You're bringing children together by having something in common. Look, we might all have differences, but we all enjoy candy cigarettes. You know, back in my day, Steve, uh, there was nothing better than all the kids in the neighborhood gathering in the backyard, yeah. pretending to smoke cigarettes like our parents did. Uh-huh. Those are good times, I love man. That. Very much like when we used to have those like little wax bottles yeah. of uh, of that liquid, whatever the hell that was. It was like yeah. a like highly sugared, uh, highly concentrated liquid, and you you chew the wax bottle off and you 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 down it like a like it's like oh, a nip yeah, bottle. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like childhood nip bottles is what they really were. How come we can't bring those back? I don't know, Steve. Some you- people. Yeah, there's always some do-gooder out there that think he's trying to help society by preventing kids from smoking cigarettes and pretending to drink booze. There's those websites out there where you can buy nostalgic candy. You know, you can buy the all the things that don't exist anymore. Yeah. Or or don't exist, you know, in your local convenience store or your grocery store. You know, uh, I'm I I almost uh, am compelled to look that up. You know, what kind of uh, candies no longer exist today? And I gotta tell you. There's way too many of them. A rock candy? Were you a rock candy kid? Not really a rock candy kid. I was more like a, if I saw like a whole sleeve of those dots. Oh, yeah. You know, on the paper. Yeah, you'd be just sucking them right off each one. Oh, yeah. I, I would look like a like a ticker tape uh, uh, parade. Think about how, how amazing that is that somebody came up, hey, like, you know what, if we just put these little candy dots on a sheet of paper, we yeah. could make millions of dollars. I'll tell you what. If CVS could figure out a way to combine their receipts yeah. with delicious candy stuck to the bottom of them, I'd be shopping at CVS all the time. I think you're on to something new here. It's the the candy dot machine. Yeah. I don't need 35 feet of a receipt to tell me I can save $2 at, a, at my next uh, visit to CVS. But give me like five pounds of candy attached to that receipt. Yeah. You'll have me back there tomorrow. I know this is like uh, ADD news here, but now you just brought up a uh, a good point. What did you just say? Uh, CVS, CVS and CVS. candy. You go to CVS. What what a load of crap that is about the the coupons and all this other stuff. They make all these places make it so difficult for you to get a discount on something. Well, log into this and then load up the coupons. So then when you go to the store, then you have them. I'm like, why don't you just put the freaking coupons on my app and I don't have to worry about that? Why do I have to go through this extra step? Because they want to make you work for it. It shouldn't just be an automatic discount. <laughs> it should be an automatic discount. If I'm a frequenter of the store and I'm the uh, Rewards Club member, which mm-hmm. is a flex, by the way. I'm a Rewards Club member. Yeah, me too. I got Kohl's cash. I got Kohl's cash coming out my my nose, <laughs> under my armpits. Right? Yeah. You're, that's a flex. Yeah. See, I'm so heavily medicated day after day that I would think that I'd get, uh, you know, I'd get like p- preferred treatment at the CVS. Like, I could just, like, walk up to the front of the line and say, I'm here for my pills. 
Yeah, no. And they, and they just, they'd have them waiting for me. Well, yeah, like yeah. They wouldn't have to go searching. They'd be right there, ready to go. You know, they call you, what do they call you, a rewards member? What is it? CVS uh, uh, Extra Bucks or yeah, Extra Yeah, Extra Care or some yeah. crazy crap like that. Well, roll out the red carpet. Here comes Bax with his CVX, <laughs> CVS <laughs> Extra Bucks card. Well, listen, I think uh, those of us who are very heavily medicated, I think, uh, you know, maybe deserve a little... Uh, Little, like a little something, something. Yeah, it's it's just the idea of how how it how it all gets distributed as far as the discounts. It's it's just too much. No one's really looking to do you any favors. That's for sure. No. Uh, Holyoke police are investigating a shots fired incident after they found shell casings on the street Monday afternoon. According to police, officers were sent to 475 Maple Street for a shot spotter activation around 2:15 p.m. When they arrived, they checked the area but found no victims or property damaged by gunshots. Four spent shell casings were found across the street near the intersection. If you have any information on the incident, you're asked to call the Holyoke uh, police and uh, or you can text the tip uh, to find out as well. After white supremacist flyers were found in East Hampton Monday night, police in Westfield have confirmed flyers were also found in their city. According to Westfield police, the flyers were in a small plastic bag weighted with some small stones and likely thrown from a vehicle into the neighborhoods within the Western Avenue area. 22 News spoke with Westfield Mayor Mike McCabe, who told them it's likely the flyers were placed in that area, which is near Westfield State, in response to the college being proposed as an emergency shelter for, shelter for migrants. Mm. Uh, McCabe said, uh, our police department is aware of it. Everybody has a right to their First Amendment, but we also just don't throw things on people's lawns, including your white supremacist stuff. <sighs> you know, I've been white for a very long period of time. Yeah. Uh, and not always uh, proud of it because we've got a few people in the group that really are ruining it for everybody. But whenever I see something referred to as a white supremacist, yeah, and that doesn't mean like uh, like I'm I'm sort of a white supremacist in that I'm white and I really enjoy listening to the Supremes. That's I uh, love the Supremes, right? Love right. them. You can't hurry love. But my point is, is this: How come those who see themselves as white supremacists, yeah? Are some of the dumbest white people in the world? They're like they're, they're really like the lowest form of white people there can be. Why? Why is that? I I don't know. That's a good question. But they're actually embarrassing the rest of us with their propaganda well, and their ridiculous ideas. The thing I never understood is uh, why you, why you got to wear the hood over your head. Why don't you just show everybody who you are? Why you got to hide behind? Yeah, that? Course, because that uh, that em- that emboldens them to be a bigger a hole. Is that is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. Well, you can't see me, so I can't. Yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite skits was Dave Chappelle when he was blind, <laughs> and he finally took his yeah. KKK hood off, and he was a black man, yep. and then people were shocked, and you know he was revealing himself to the world. I I thought that was a very well done. That was very a, well done. That was skit. a well done one, but but uh, but so was Larry David. Uh, you know, having to bring the guys. Oh, because he spilled uh, coffee on, on the, the guy guys, on the guy's KKK K- uniform, yeah, and so, yeah, so he brings it to a Jewish dry cleaner to get it done. And of course, they they lose, they lose it. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That was a, that was a good good plot line. Too. Yeah, but again, uh, listen, if, if this stuff is being distributed in East Hampton and in Westfield, uh, I got to tell you, folks, uh, knock it off. Just. Knock it off! I just I le- now you're making me think about that episode with the, with the KKK robe on Curb Your Enthusiasm, where he like spills the coffee on the guy, and they get into this like 
argument like anybody else would. It's not like this, uh, you know, he's not yelling racial epithets at him or anything like that. He's nope. just like, come on, man, I got to... I got a rally in Tulsa on Thursday, and I gotta be I gotta be in Ohio on Friday. Yeah, and and then Larry's telling that to the dry cleaner, going, you know, he's got a rally on. Uh, he got to be in Oklahoma on Tuesday. You're not gonna get a lot of sympathy from uh, a lot of people, even in the dry cleaning industry. No, I for cleaning those kinds of garments. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today gonna be sunny with a high of 62 tomorrow. Sunday with a high of 64. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651, and Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 64. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and Aqua Pump are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see New England and Washington and Foxborough on Sunday, November 5th. Go to rock102.com, sign up for your chance to win. We'll choose a winner on October 30th, and it's your chance to win tickets to see New England and Washington brought to you again by Aquapump and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. There's a uh, Second prize, I believe, is four tickets. Oh, four tickets, right. <laughs> Third prize is six. Ooh, look at that. Like it's like a tiered prize. Yeah, list. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading this list on uh, on Reddit this morning uh, a list of, of of things that people find disgusting even though everyone else finds it normal you ready okay people's breath being in your face any breath bad or good like hot breath yeah hot yeah breath. that's a little like much that. that's yeah. a little much a dirty dishwasher to the point where you can't handle touching it Dishwater, dirty dishwater. Dishwater, okay. Yeah, Yeah. like a dishwasher. I mean, it's it's not exactly the most cleanliest thing once it's done. I said it the wrong way. Okay. Uh, But dirty dishwater. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, Hearing someone with a heavy, productive cough, not a dry cough, but a heavy. Yeah, right. Like a, Something like real wet and sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, that was uh, right when the uh, the pandemic was, just before everything started closing, mm-hmm. but but the threat of like the, you know, the COVID was going around, uh, I went into a, the Costco in Enfield, and some guy is just coughing relentlessly with, yeah. without covering his mouth or anything. And I'm just like, dude, like, first of all, whether or not you believe that the disease is real, yeah, and whether or not there was a disease at all, you're disgusting. You're just disgusting. Cover your well, mouth. That's just, some, it's just like that. That's not even like uh, like a uh, you know following a guideline thing. It's it's human decency. Well, yeah, but it's even more than that. You know, like they they, they teach the kids these days yeah. that they got to sneeze or cough. You do it into like the, uh, the into the bend of your elbow, yeah. into, into your arm. Whereas I've seen some people, yeah. they're like cough and sneeze right into their hands yeah. and then grab another plate at the buffet. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah. What are you disgusting. doing? We're all eating here. Ah. How about uh, people who spit on the sidewalk? I always find that... Um, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little gross. But well, yeah, I, I try to do it when there's nobody around. Like, I'll spit, like, on the grass or something. Like, yeah. yeah. On the other hand, I knew a kid in high school who was, uh, like, one of the... Like, he was an athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really athletic. And that kid, like, spit, but it was, like, it was cool. It was like, yeah. I don't know why. It's like, you know, ever, everybody else, it was an absolutely disgusting practice. For him, it was like, damn, that, that kid's got some uh, velocity. We had, a, we had a wrestling coach who believed that, which he might have been right, that if you spit all day long, yeah. you will drop the weight 
that you need, you know, the water weight that you need to weigh in uh, by the end of the day. And he also encouraged some of the seniors uh-huh. to start chewing tobacco because that was a good habit to get into to get rid of the excess water before you. Yeah. Oh, this guy. Really? Gets, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This kind of stuff went on. He was giving diet pills to the some of the kids oh at God. one point, and uh, this guy's got, like the grabbed, worst. grabbed a kid by the ear and dragged him across the mat. Like it, it was uh, one of these things. But it was the '90s, man. Nobody yeah. really cared about any of that stuff. Listen, uh, you may run the risk of lip cancer, but if yeah. you have any intention of wrestling this weekend at the meet, yeah. don't you'll you- be dropping these. You'll be dropping these bandits of uh, red man in any, any moment now. Yeah, if you don't uh, pick up your cherry skull, you ain't going to Iowa State, my friend. <laughs> uh, that's that's the difference between those who get the scholarship and those who don't. Uh, guys who openly scratch or adjust their junk in the company of others. Listen, I understand why that's disgusting, but I think we've all been there. I think sometimes you need to just do it. You, you just sometimes it's just not laying right, and you yeah. got you got to adjust. You know, when you do that whole grilled cheese speech uh, every Mayflower Marathon, there's yeah. that one point where it feels like it's just sticking apart. Sometimes you just need to kind of shift things around down yeah. there. Think of it like uh, yeah. like silly putty on a newspaper. Oh, there you go. You know, yeah. you got to peel it away. Yeah. You got to peel it away. Yeah, but, but Dagwood's in reverse. <laughs> oh, oh, that blondie. Oh, oh, that blondie gets in such yeah, trouble. Yes. Uh, scream sneezing, <laughs> or dad sneezes. Some people like the, the the heavy, heavy sneeze. Yeah, I try to keep it quiet, but you kind of can't help that sometimes either. Yeah, right. Uh, American flag clothing, which some hardliners uh, consider distasteful, if not disrespectful to the flag. Calling it disgusting though is a little bit much. It's I, tacky is a good better tacky, word yes. for it. Uh, communal food like potlucks or pizzas for worker parties. Mm. Listen, that's all we ever get. So, it, yeah, it dep- beggars can't be choosers. Doesn't it always depend on where you are and who you're with that's putting the potluck out? Like, there have been some yeah. places where we've been, you and I have been, where it's like, uh, I don't know if I really want to touch that because it's somebody else's there was stuff. A, there was like a potluck uh, cookout. At the campsite this summer. So everybody's out there and they all bring a dish and like some of them were covered with tinfoil. Yeah. And no one wanted to take the risk of opening it to see what was under the foil. So you didn't want to get it spoiled. Is that why? Or it's just, just some pe- the, the people like. weren't that uh, adventurous. It's like, you know, you're you're, you're pulling that back. It's like, you know, just what's behind door number two? It's like, you just don't know. So yeah. a lot of people just were just like too bugged out by what was being served to everybody. Finally, uh, swimming pools. People yeah. see that at least one person compares it to sharing bath water with another person. Yeah, but it's chlor. There's chlorine in there that kills everything. Yeah, you could uh, you could uh, have a snot rocket in the pool, or you could yep. urinate in it, and everything in between. And no one needs to know. That's right. Right. Yeah. Hey, and anyone who tells you. Hey, uh, we have a certain chemical that'll turn the water purple. Yeah. That's totally bogus. You know, I t- I know we got we got to end this, but I told my kids one time that uh, when they were little, that if you pee in the pool, the uh, the peepee monster will appear. Oh Jesus! And uh, it, and and you know, wreak <laughs> havoc on whatever you're doing here. Yeah.
They didn't like to go in the pool for a while. Really? Yeah, probably yeah, was yeah. A, probably would kill the pool. Well, hey, it's, it's <laughs> training. It's 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor power headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Yeah, I'm sure that many of you are desperately trying to peel yourself away from the gruesome disaster of this year's New England Patriot football season. And while it's very similar to the voyeuristic temptations of a roadside car crash, I feel that it's my responsibility to provide a series of reasonable distractions. For example, were you aware that the 2024 Paris Olympics are set to begin in exactly 283 days. And while there is no doubt that you're already making arrangements to watch every possible minute of the thrilling excitement of Olympic competition, I'm sure that many more of you are even that much more excited about the Olympics coming to Los Angeles in 2028, which is exactly 1,732 days away from today. Now, as exciting as that might be, let me see how this grabs you. According to reports that came out yesterday, the 2028 Olympic Games will include five new sports on the schedule. Sure, you'll have your swimming, your track and field, all that gymnastics coverage, but you'll also be able to enjoy literally hours of exciting cricket, flag football, lacrosse, squash, and baseball slash softball too. Now, I know the feeling because I'm feeling it too. Why must we wait the whole 1,732 days to enjoy a good competitive round of international flag football? Well, keep your pants on because part of the consideration is to allow players from the NFL the opportunity to play at the international level. The same can be true of Major League players trying to get their hand at Olympic baseball and or softball and playing against some of the greatest amateur players from around the globe. Sounds exciting? Not as exciting if you're a fan of cricket, which hasn't been an Olympic sport since the early 1900s. And don't get me started on either Olympic lacrosse or squash. I could go on forever about either one of those uh, two great sports. My only regret is that by 2028, I'll be 62 years old and possibly well past my prime. That means no squash medals for this guy. I guess we'll have to find a way to enjoy these games from afar, since my participation is possibly nothing more than a delusional fantasy, festooned with an overinflated view of my languishing physical abilities. Sure, nobody likes a quitter, but you're not quitting if you never start, and I think I'll find a way to live with that. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So you're on your way to a big orange box store for Benjamin Moore paint? Settle down, fella. You're going to have to turn around and go to Rocky's because America's best paint is only sold to independent retailers with dedicated paint experts. Benjamin Moore paint. Get it. Your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. To Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny with a high of 62 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 64. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. How about a little round of Am I the A-hole? I'm ready for it. Uh, I was asking you if I am the A-hole. You didn't not need, yet. Usually you answer. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm just going to say not yet, but that can change very quickly. That could always change at any time. You never know. Uh, here's the first one. Yes. Am I the a-hole for requesting my next door neighbor to make her toddler stop crying? Now, I'm uh, assuming this is from like England or something because neighbor is spelled B-O-U-R. You know, the, the end of it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. My neighbor 
am I the a-hole for requesting that my neighbor make a toddler stop crying? <laughs> uh, here's for here, she. This lady needs some advice. I, 36 female, live next door to new tenants who moved in some six months ago, and they have a toddler, which is about two or three years old. He shrieks at all times of the day and just does the whole throwing himself on the ground tantrum thing multiple times a day. Due to the hybrid work model, I work from home three days a week. It's become a regular occurrence to have multiple instances of managers and clients asking why there's a child crying. Over the weekend, met my neighbor upstairs and she asked me if I woke up, if if I too woke up early with a shock. Uh, in context, last Saturday, the whole building woke up at 545 in the morning because the child was screaming and it went on for a good 20 minutes. Here's some information. The child is healthy. Regularly see the child in the play area in the street. The mother is a stay-at-home mum. That's another one of those, I know you're mom. English. Yeah. Uh, there's no neglect. The child is well looked after. He looks about three years old and goes to uh, a play school in the mornings, but hasn't been going this week. Now on what happened today, I'm working on something critical while handing off my responsibilities due to a transition, and I have back-to-back calls over the course of four hours. I had to keep pausing my call at one point, an important client in another continent asked me if I needed to be excused to take care of my child, I should reschedule the call. Another person on the call chimed in with the sentence, We should not be neglecting a child because our call is running long. Apologize to them and inform them that that's not my kid, that's the neighbor's kid. They mentioned how it sounds like it's happening right in my house. Hmm. After the call ended, I went out to the balcony in a very respectful way, asked the mum if the child was unwell. She didn't like it and asked why. I asked her again if the baby is unwell, and she said no. She mentioned she took something away that he was trying to eat, and that's why he was crying. Explained to her what happened on my calls, and she snapped, He's a baby! What do you expect? <laughs> I yeah. asked her if I didn't talk to the uh, child's mother, who else do I speak to? Explained to her that I uh, completely understand the challenges of being a mother, and I'm sure it's overwhelming, but it happens so many times a day, it's not letting me focus, and she started crying. So, was I the a He's also crying loudly as I type this. You know, this is a this is a tough one because uh, on on one hand, uh, every parent who's got a crying kid is fully aware that my kid is crying. Yeah, and they're fully aware that if it were so simple to stop the kid from crying, they would do it because there's nothing that a parent wants more than to have their kid to stop crying. Right. So, uh, is it the the mother, the child, is the a hole? No, not necessarily. Uh, is it the person who has uh, got work to do? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I think the, the blame falls on the child. Yeah, the kid's the real a-hole. The kid is here. the a-hole. Like, yeah. What's the matter with you? Wait, I, we've given you everything. We give you everything. Yeah. I mean, okay, I, I, I took away a toy because you wouldn't eat your, your, your mashed peas. Well, unless the kid realizes, hey, what kind of dump are we living in here that everybody can hear what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Yeah. What, is, it, what, is, this, the, what is this, the office at Rock 102 where everybody <laughs> can hear everything, conversation going on between each office? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that kid is probably, like, uh, like yeah. the two ladies upstairs is probably picking up the phone and calling in the crying to the lady next door, yeah, this, even though she can hear it in stereo. See, when I hear this story, I'm thinking that kid's got Rock 102 management potential. You know, not just yeah, uh, right, not, right, not just administrative right. staff, but actual management. Well, you know, he's uh, he's just trying to keep the peace. Yeah, right. You know, like the constant right. crying and whining. Right. Uh, like and, if you take something away, all of a sudden he's wailing in the in the in the background. Uh, somebody said suggest buying a decent headset, which will reduce background noise. 
Oh, I guess noise. Yeah, but remember I was telling you yesterday about when I was listening to bopping around to the Taylor Swift music by myself with the AirPods on, and I said, "My kid, I, I said you can hear that," and she goes, "Yes." I I said I thought they were noise canceling, and she goes, "Yes, for for you, but not for everybody else." <laughs> so, hey, maybe this kid's crying because he keeps hearing uh, boring business meetings all day long. When he really wants to hear some Taylor Swift music, right? Yeah, I want, that's all I want. I that want would, to sit that back would calm and relax. me down as a child. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I don't know. Uh, I th- I think I think we agree. The yeah, kid, it's a kid. The kid it's the, the kid's a jerk. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, am I the a-hole for asking my coworker what would happen if I drank her breast milk? I'm okay. just going to say yes right off the bat uh, before we even get into I'm, what the nitty-gritty is here. I'm curious about the uh, the background on this story. My 20-female uh, co-worker, uh, Kate, had a baby a while ago, and in the break room during lunch yesterday, she was talking about breastfeeding. During the conversation, I asked Kate, Hey, so what would happen if I were to drink your breast milk? And Kate said, excuse me? I did realize that it sounded like a weird question when you didn't hear the train of thought leading up to it. So I tried to explain myself, and I said, I mean, it's okay. Uh, I I mean, is it okay because your baby is related to you, but I'd get sick if I don't have your same bacteria? And then Kate didn't answer me, but our other coworker, Lauren, then said, well, it can't be that's how it works because then wet nurses wouldn't have been a thing. I've never heard of a wet nurse, and asked Lauren, what's that? Lauren said, it's when you hire a nanny who had a baby at the same time as you, so she can also go breastfeed your baby for you. It's uh, kind of like an old-timey thing. So at this point, Kate said, you guys are being jerks, and left the room. She used a different <laughs> word than that. I found out today that she's telling people that me and Lauren were making fun of her about breastfeeding, so mm. I do understand why Kate would have been uncomfortable with the first way I asked the question, because, yes, it was kind of a stupid way to say it, but I really don't understand how she thinks I was making fun of her at all after that. This is one of the reasons why I don't get involved in conversations in the office. Because one thing leads to another, and Yeah, I'm kind of an idiot enough to say something like that. Yeah, but I don't think you yeah. would say something I would, like I, that. I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But yeah. I, I avoid situations where I'm going to be... And when I hear people, uh, you know, being, you know, using maybe borderline sexual harassment, yeah. even though it's not like directed directly at a person, but the subject of conversation shouldn't be a subject that you're probably talking to in the office. I walk away from that because I don't want to be uh, plausible deniability. Sure. I don't right. want to. Uh, no, I didn't hear anything that guy said to that girl. I think any time a guy asks that kind of question. Something that's, you know, personal uh, like that to that level. Yeah. You're being an a-hole. Stop asking questions. Maybe maybe leave the room. Maybe that conversation really isn't for you. A breastfeeding conversation. Um, somebody says, look, some thoughts just don't need to be shared with no, others. No, and, and inquiries don't need to be made by everybody. You asked a gross question, and I'm not surely uh, why you even thought she'd want to answer or necessarily know the answer. You seem to be trying to creep her out on purpose, which she took as making fun of her. You're a weirdo and a, an a-hole. He is an a-hole. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe you're just searching around. Maybe you got a buddy who's into this kind of thing and wants uh, <laughs> wants to, wants more information. <laughs> now, if I did it, would I get sick? I have some questions about <laughs> breast milk. I have some questions for health class. <laughs> Who wants to do? <laughs> 
We don't, we don't have any time for no, anymore, but I just... Uh, that's, uh, there that's, you go. Oh, that's there you M.I. Go. the Air. Oh. It's 721 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This week, it's a Thunderbird Thursday with Bax and Nagel. Tune in. 7.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Health New England. They're here for you every step of the way. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Massachusetts Department of Children and Families was called after Holyoke police conducted a search warrant at an apartment and found horrific living conditions. According to the department, as part of Operation Safe Streets on Wednesday, a search warrant was executed for an apartment at 149 Essex Street. Upon entry, officers were exposed to horrific living conditions and found several children inside the apartment. Apartment. DCF uh, was called and the children removed from the apartment pending an investigation. The Board of Health immediately deemed the apartment uninhabitable. Police arrested 24-year-old Israel Jimenez and 24-year-old G.D. Cruz Cascarillo. Uh, They're charged with possession of a Class B substance, parole warrants, uh, three counts of reckless endangerment of a child, and uh, just being an overall scumbag because that's kind of, you know, I'm really glad they didn't publish the details because I think that you don't even need to know when the health department condemns a place as uninhabitable. It's got to be pretty bad before they do that. Like, it, it has to get to a certain point before you say, uh, you can't live, nobody can live here. People are, are curious, but sometimes it's better not to know every single detail. No, it's uh, it's not that you don't care. You just... I don't know. I just don't want to. I don't want to think about what what you know kids, children are living through. You know. Yeah, and uh, listen, it it happens a lot. But by the time a a home becomes deemed uninhabitable, mm-hmm. some pretty horrible things have got to be happening in that home. Yeah. A uh, Connecticut woman was sentenced to prison for failing to report to police information she knew about the murder of 28-year-old Francisco Roman Jr. of Chicopee, who was found dead in a burning car in Hartford in 2020. According to U.S. Attorney's Office in Connecticut, 34-year-old Shamari Smith, also known as Dakota of Manchester, pleaded guilty in June of to mis- misprison of a felony? I've never heard, I've that, never heard before. of that before. See, this is the problem with 22 News. I don't know if they're they're saying something wrong, or if it's or if it's real. Miss Prison. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm looking it up to see if it's an actual thing, and yeah. I don't. Uh, Miss Prison of a felony is a crime committed when a person knows that someone has been involved in a felony but fails to report it to law enforcement authorities. Okay, you know, for all the ex- extra explaining they do on, you know. Uh, why you should why you should clean your grill before Memorial Day weekend because of all the the things that could kill you inside of that grill. Yeah. They don't explain things like misprison of a felony. That's not like some regular thing that we read about all the time. I have no idea. Why wouldn't you explain that? Because you only have so much space in order yeah. to tell your story. So, yeah, that's what well, that is. On Friday, Smith was sentenced to two years and one month in prison, followed by one year supervised release. She will begin her prison sentencing on December 13th. According to documents, on December 24th of 2020, Calvin Robertson of Waterbury and Brandon Batiste of Springfield kidnapped Roman at gunpoint from his Chicopee apartment and threatened to harm him if he didn't comply. They handcuffed him and stole some cash, marijuana, and other items. Roman was forced into the trunk of his own vehicle and taken to Connecticut. Batista allegedly shot Roman and killed him while they were driving to Hartford. The vehicle was left outside uh, Schulte's place on the street. 
On December 26, Hartford police said they found the vehicle fully engulfed in flames. Roman's body was discovered inside with multiple gunshot wounds. After the incident, Robertson drove to an apartment shared with Smith and Waterbury and stored the stolen items, including a Gucci hat, earrings, and a necklace with an F pendant and a uh, PlayStation 5. Smith later learned the items were stolen in a robbery and the victim was murdered. Uh, Smith posted videos on Snapchat wearing the stolen items the next day. Mm. That was probably a mistake. Yeah, you probably should have waited. Uh, I don't know. What's uh, what's the ruling on that? Uh, well, a month or two? She was then informed that Roman's family members saw the videos and the items that belonged to him. Instead of reporting it to police, Smith got rid of the items by selling them. Oh, well, that would be a misprison of felony. Yeah, this is... Uh, what's up with these scumbaggy people going on around here? What I don't that? know. What is that? I don't know. A uh, mobile speed trailer that was set up on Shelburne Line Road in Coleraine was allegedly pushed down an embankment. You know the speed trap signs? Yeah. On Sunday afternoon, the Coleraine police reported that the radar detection unit that was put in place on Shelburne Line Road on Friday had been damaged after being pushed over the embankment. A member of the highway department volunteered to retrieve the unit with the town's backhoe. Oh, the backhoe? You worried about the front hoe? You ain't gonna get none of it. Due to the uh, damage, the speed trailer will be out of service for repairs. It was originally purchased in 2016 for the price of ten thousand dollars. That's how much those things wow. cost. No idea. It's the it's the trailer with the digital speed limit sign on. Yeah, it. and someone just uh, gave it a little nudge. Ten grand. That seems like an awful lot amount of money for uh, a, a, an electronic that technology has come so far with. Yeah, but you know when you're making a, when you're making a claim, yeah, an insurance claim or whatever it may be, you yeah. always want to uh, you know, up jack the up the price yeah. a little bit. Last month, Colerain Police said the areas that are thickly settled with homes are 25 miles per hour, and in areas with uh, little to no houses, the speed limit is 40 miles per hour per state statute. Here's I got two problems in the story. First of all, you're in Colerain, okay? Then they say the police department. Let's call it what it is. The cop. The cop. Yeah. And then uh, the other part of Colerain is what thickly uh, populated areas are there of Colerain? Anytime I've been through Colerain, it's like everybody's trying to keep their distance from the next guy. Well, but just like any of any small town, even the town of Huntington has you know, a downtown area where you have a lot of homes pushed together. Yeah. But in Colerain, you got very, very little of that. Well, have you been to the entire town of Colerain? I've seen enough to know what I'm there might getting be, into. There might be some thickly settled folks over, well, thickly uh, folks over, uh, they're not settled yet. Colerain is a lovely community. Don't get me wrong, I'm not bad-mouthing Colerain, but, you know, Densely populated neighborhoods, police I departments. I wonder. Uh, I wonder. Ten thousand dollar signs. Yeah, right. That's a lot of money for a small little town like that. That's like the town of Montgomery getting that electronic sign outside <laughs> yeah, the front of the fire right. department. Right. I wonder how much that costs. Ten grand for a speed sign. You have an idea how many people do they have to pull over? Speeding to get ten thousand dollars. That's the mobile one. What about the ones that are affixed to the, you know, the ones that are there all the time? Yeah, I see one of those in Westfield. They got one of those on Route Twenty between West Springfield and. Do you uh, wind up slowing down when you see it, or do you speed up a no, little? No, I bit? speed up to see how fast I can get the numbers up. See, this is <laughs> this is the mentality of people. It's not like it's you're not doing anything. You might slow some people down by yeah. seeing the sign. 
But after a while, people realize there's no cop here. There's nobody, like, recording this. Keep going, buddy. You know? <laughs> I th- I think psychologically it's supposed to make most people slow down. Psych- people who have a, a conscience as opposed to people who start, you know, flooring it the moment they see the sign. I guess there's a point where, I and I haven't done this yet. Sure you haven't. There's a point where you get to where you drive so fast the thing doesn't even register anymore. Like it just it just blinks dashes. <laughs> I haven't uh, tested like, that. Like you're watching one of those baseball movies where the guy's throwing some heat and the, and the, yeah. spe- and the radar gun can't keep up with the uh, w- w- with the speed because it's so fast. <laughs> but like, think about it. how how fast can I get a minivan up to? You know what I mean? Is it really gonna? Is it really gonna? Do, no, but I yeah. mean, if, if it's a if it's like a thickly settled neighborhood, and you're going 35 miles an hour, and you can get up to 52, 52 yeah. miles an hour, yeah, then yeah, you're, yeah. you know you're running the risk of losing your license. Yeah, well, you know that's the that's the dangers of driving a minivan. Sure. Well, it's you a get total the need, pla- You get the need for speed when you're in one of those things. <laughs> the need for speed yeah. and dignity. Uh, the Athol Police. What? The Athol Police. Oh, sorry. My mistake. Are investigating after several people were injured during a haunted hayride on Friday the 13th. Ooh, spooky. According to the Athol Police, around 7.45 p.m., officers along with firefighters were called to Silver Lake Park for a report of a tractor losing control on a haunted hayride. Five people were taken by ambulance to Athol Hospital for minor injuries. You know, uh, not for nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody wants to get hurt, but you got what you paid for, didn't you? Yeah. You yeah. wanted a haunted hayride. Nothing for- scarier yeah. than getting into an accident I, in a hayride. I don't think Six Flags can deliver on that Fright Fest. I don't right? think so. At the Athol Lions Club uh, hosts the annual haunted hayrides that were scheduled for Friday, October 13th and Saturday the 14th. The hayride was canceled for the remainder of Friday night as well as Saturday and those who purchase tickets will be refunded. Tickets were ten bucks for adults and ten dollars uh, for. Ch- Wait a minute. Ten dollars for adults and those under twelve were five dollars. You can contact uh, the lion Ricky Meisner. It says contact lion Ricky Meisner. Okay, he's the lion. <laughs> or uh, or, or is a lot. Remember the Lions Club or Lion President Raynette Kramer. For uh, for skit information or an application, somebody copied and pasted the words from their website without saying they were trying to put the number in here from Twenty Two News <laughs> to say, "Hey, you can call this lady yeah. and get your money back." But the, all they did was copy and pasted the thing from the website where it says, uh, "You can call these people for skit information or an application." <laughs> Because like, this was the this yeah. was the information that was given on the Hayride website. But they didn't go back and correct and what they may have cut and pasted. And correct it. Nice. Well done. Good work. We're busy looking at stuff. We can't get all these details right. <laughs> it's an asshole story. Yeah. They don't need to know. You're a Pioneer Valley forecast. Let them think they got to fill out an application for more news. Yeah. I can tell you about acorns coming up. You want me to tell you why there's so many acorns around? We'll tell you why. Coming up next. <laughs> it's 44 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 1 to do. I have.
Munson Savings Bank's home equity line of credit allow Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 751 and Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today. Uh, could see some clouds here and there with a high of 62. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 64. It is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tickets are selling fast for uh, the Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night. We got uh, planned for Thursday night, November 2nd at the Armory at MGM Springfield. Brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and Aqua Pump. An evening of laughs to benefit the open pantry. The Mayflower Marathon is literally around the corner. All the profits that night will get donated for the Mayflower Marathon. Marty Caproni will be the headliner with special guests Brian Plum and Katie Arroyo. You and I will be uh, hosting uh, the night. Tickets are on sale right now at rock102.com, but seating is limited, so mm-hmm. buy yours today before they sell out. Again, the Mayflower Marathon Comedy Night brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. That's a uh, that's going to be a really good comedy night. It'll be a great comedy night. Uh, Katie Arroyo, Brian mm-hmm. Plum, very funny people. They were at Loft last week. Yeah. You know that place where you can get uh, dinner and a comedy show for $20? Did you ever hear of that place? I'm sorry, what's this? The- <sighs> It's this club. They offer. Con- I'm not going to get into it. I, I, it. It's just too much. I know, but I'm, but now you've piqued my curiosity. Yeah, I've never a, heard of something. There's a comedy club in Chicopee that offers dinner uh, and a show for twenty dollars. on Twenty the, bucks. Uh, it's almost night. unbelievable. Now here's a here's the thing. Uh, Marty and I have another show coming up this Sunday. Yeah, but I cannot tell you where it is on the radio. I see. So you're going to have to go to our social media pages, uh, either Marty Caproni's or mine. And uh, find out where we're doing this. How mysterious. It's mysterious because we can't talk about it on the radio. It's like the Where's Waldo of comedy. Well, you know what? Uh, This is kind of a Where's Waldo. It's a comedic scavenger hunt. Where, in fact, did we leave the comedy show? Yeah, and I can't even give you like a hint as to where it is. Could you give us like a hint as to why there's such mystery surrounding all of this? Uh, Federal regulations. Ah, yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah, we can't say the name of it. It's almost like saying a bad word. Really? Yeah. Which one? All of them. Wow. Yeah, I yeah, had no yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure wherever the heck it may be, it'll be a great comedy show with the two of yous. It's a mystery show. <laughs> it's actually not a mystery. You can go find out where it is just by going on our Facebook pages or uh, Instagram yeah. pages. And then when you see it, you'll say, yeah. oh, well, then that, that makes uh, uh, almost no sense yeah. why they can't say the name of it. But you know what? It's going to be a damn good time. Oh, I'm sure. That. Yeah. Maybe not as great as the uh, Mayflower Marathon comedy night on November 2nd, yeah. but pretty close. Uh, let me just say I'll encourage you to bring your own munchies with you, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> snacks yeah. not provided? Uh, I, don't, I think they might be selling some snacks there, but, yeah, you, know but, you, only, no, but, but nobody, you can only eat a little bit of it at a time. Listen, if you sneak in a little Debbie Fudge around, nobody's going nobody's gonna to give you crap for it. <laughs> no one's gonna do that. You're really? Just, if, yeah. if I like, if I pick up myself a bo- uh, like an express dozen, I'd be okay and set to go. Yeah. Do you know? By the way, those oatmeal uh, little Debbie oatmeals. Yeah. There's no oatmeal in them at all. None. If you look at the ingredients on the back of the oatmeal uh, cakes from Little Debbie, oatmeal is not one of the ingredients. It's all synthetic. Uh, whatever it is to make it taste like oatmeal. And here I was thinking that was health food. Well, see, that's the that's the idea. oatmeal's healthy for you. It's that's, heart smart. That's what people think. Uh, you know? That I, might explain why I can't feel my arm after chowing down on like 10 or 12 of them at a time. Isn't it funny how you look at certain items and it, and it, and it has some kind of healthy... Uh, 
connotation on it that, that, that oh, th- whatever is in here is good for you. I, the best one I saw was a few weeks ago was a hungry man dinner. Yeah. A hungry man did the fried chicken with the uh, the brownie and the uh, you know the little mashed potatoes and the yeah. corn and all that stuff it was the big big one, and uh, it says thirty uh, something grams of protein, right? <laughs> and then you look at the back and it says sodium five thousand milligrams, <laughs> fat. 3,000 grams of fat. 300 grams of saturated fat. But it's got protein in it, so you're okay. (laughs) So that's that's healthy. This is where you're going. It's 756 at Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Want to know what? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let's face facts. If I told you I was busy training for next year's Boston Marathon, your first question would not be, oh, yeah, where are they holding that this year? If you were to do something crazy like buy a pair of season tickets to the New York Yankees, you wouldn't be asked questions like, oh, really? Where are they from? If I were to stop by your house with a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, you wouldn't ask me, so where is this company based out of? Because you see, certain things belong in certain places because that's just where they belong. Why am I telling you this? Because of all the stupid things that have come out of NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell's office in the last 17 years, this might just be the dumbest idea yet. According to reports, last week the commissioner attended a fan forum in London in which he was asked by a delusional British fan about the seemingly remote possibility of holding the Super Bowl in London. The one in England. Now, under regular circumstances, this idea would be completely dismissed as utter horse crap. However, according to Roger Goodell, quote, it's not impossible, and it's something that's been discussed before. I think it's not out of the question. Oh, yes, it is. In fact, it's completely out of the question. Never mind the fact you have 32 American cities across the United States that would much rather host it instead. Never mind the fact that London, the one in England, is 3,465 miles away from Roger Goodell's office. You also have substantial time zone considerations to deal with. For example, if the Super Bowl were to air at 6 p.m. Eastern time, you'd have to start the game at 11 o'clock at night in London, and people aren't going to put up with that. And if you started the game at 6 p.m. in London, then you wouldn't be able to watch the game until one o'clock in the afternoon the following day that my football loving friends is a bunch of nonsense and the very idea that roger goodell would give that idea more than a half a second of consideration suggests suggests to me that perhaps he should go there first and should possibly stay there because playing the Super Bowl anywhere other than on U.S. soil is just about the worst idea i've ever heard and we need to stop talking about this idea right now but hey, if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Furnaces, heaters, and wood stoves are firing up. There's a reason October is Fire Safety Month. Go to Rocky's for smoke alarms, carbon monoxide alarms, and fire extinguishers. Buy two, get one free. Can you mix and match? Oh yeah, you can. Protect yourself with Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 64. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, it is time for the Rock 102 keyword to cash. Your $1,000 keyword today is the word invest. That's invest. Like I would like to put $1,000 in my vest. I-N-V-E-S-T. 
is how you spell invest for those who have never actually done it. Go to the keyword cash contest page on rock102.com and enter the word invest for a chance to win $1,000. You have until midnight tonight to enter today's $1,000 keyword. Again, $1,000 maybe for you if you can correctly spell invest, I-N-V-E-S-T, and plug it into rock102.com. Good luck to you. There you go. All right. Uh, you know, I we talked about this last week, um, the AI thing. And how AI is being used more and more in pretty much like most corporations use AI now as far as like a form of response. I just heard a news report this morning. uh, Mayor Adams out of New York City has implemented AI for like chat bots to help people uh, find services within the city. It also has this thing where it can it can translate languages Mm -hmm. that may not be you know most most places are english and spanish <clears throat> that they offer but now i'd much rather offering. talk to someone who's been barely speaking english why why is that i just find it more challenging that way oh it's like I, homework i, I turn it into a game you got to do homework yeah what you got to do well the china and the u.s are locked in a race to develop new weapons controlled by artificial intelligence a battle that could determine the world's balance of power The race with China to build autonomous weapons systems is the defining defense challenge over the next 100 years. Christopher Alexander, chief analytics officer at Pioneer Development Group, told Fox News Digital the comments come as a Reuters report last month that detailed the ongoing struggle between the U.S. and its allies in China over the development of AI weapons, a competition that has only become increasingly heated as the world observed the successful use of technologies to resist an invasion of seemingly superior Russian forces for over a year. Uh, The report, which relied on research from the Special Competitive Studies Project, noted that China has aggressively pursued advancement of its AI arms, something that could shift in the balance of power globally and a direct threat to the peace and stability of the United States has underwritten nearly 80 years in the Indo-Pacific. But uh, like the nuclear arms race before it, the AI AI arms race comes with constant dangers. The report warns of killer robots. AI weapons such as subs, warships, fighter jets and drones, and combat vehicles that can operate autonomously. Uh, While the technology has the potential to be a force multiplayer on the battlefield, its ability to make decisions independent of human input also poses serious risks. This is scary. I'm glad you brought up the arms race because, you know, and, you know, how many times have you heard, you know, people trying to erase history? This is why history is important. Mm -hmm. If you go back to, like, the 60s and 70s, and the, uh, the nuclear arms race between the United States and Russia. Mm-hmm. There was always this uh, clandestine battle to decide, well, you know, how do we limit the number of weapons that we make? Mm-hmm. To the point where you're calling a nuclear weapon a peacemaker. Because if I've got one, you got one. you've got one. Yeah. And if I've got two, you should have two, but no more than two. And you go back and forth and try to reconcile the mathematics about who has stocked up the most weapons. And a certain amount of negotiation and ethics are involved in those kinds of conversations. It's no different than it is today. If we develop uh, weapons using artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. and the Chinese are doing the very same thing and we say, okay, we will we will develop these kinds of weapons. But with certain caveats to make sure that some ethical questions about it, uh, you know, are maintained. Right. But then you also have to negotiate and then have a level of faith that China is going to do the very same thing. 
And then they'll look at this as, well, how can we do this responsibly? You can't make that assumption that either we will take will uh, develop these in an ethical way or they will. Again, it's military right. programming. But this is a little bit different, I think, than the nuclear arms race because at least that you have humans discussing hey you know what we shouldn't be we shouldn't be using this we can't we can't uh, wipe out an entire country with a nuclear weapon what good would the world you know that's the kind of conversations that they have saying we can't just kill innocent people yeah. for the sake of uh, of world domination because that's not going to help anybody so they they fight back and forth and they say oh we got like you just said nuclear bombs i got nuclear bombs we could really destroy each other here if we wanted to but we don't because it's just a showing of the uh, of the testes, if you know what I'm sure. saying, most of the time. In AI, though, from all of that stuff I heard on that 60 Minutes interview, this thing is writing itself. It's deciding itself. Right. But it, what, you know, what kind of fail-safes are, are put into place to make sure that it learns from itself but with certain provisions? See, this is where it gets really, very complicated because, okay, you can, you can train AI – you can program AI to do whatever you want it to do. Can and you? To a certain yeah. depends what you're using it for. You know, not every instance of AI is going to wind up, you know, being you know, like a like a, a wartime program. Yeah. But yet, to me, it's like you know, there's the 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 damage of this stuff is so much more broad than a bomb. You know, a bomb kills people, destroys buildings and property. This has the potential of doing all those things, but then also wiping out entire economies, yeah. an entire you know, that, you know in, in, entire you know, power grids, all the things that we that we require in order to survive. Well, be, could and, easily and, be destroyed by a, an, an AI program that has learned way too much too soon. We we rely so much on computers that it's easy for uh, a system like this to take control of all of those things. And I'm glad you brought up the economic thing. That was another thing I saw from uh, the guy who runs the SEC there. What the hell is his name? Again? Fred. Fred, Biff, Frank, whatever his name. Something short. Uh, whoever the, the latest guy is that's doing that. <clears throat> Comes out and says this, well, AI uh, is probably going to cause a financial crash sometime before the end of this decade. Right. Of course it will. Because they're using AI as far as far as buying and selling stocks all the time. To me, that seems like just another excuse to throw the economy into a tailspin like they did back in 2008 where they were selling all these mortgages that had no value to them. And then, and, 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 you know, then these companies turn around and go, oh, we're poor again. Can you help us out and get us back on your feet and we yeah. won't help you at all? There's there's so many considerations and like if you saw the 60 minute piece the, the, they they did an interview with a guy who was instrumental in developing this kind of programming and basically what he says is I, I don't know what it's going to do I don't know what it's going to learn I don't know if it's responsible to have made this all I know is it's kind of flying out of our control and we don't know where this thing is headed Wouldn't it be weird if that was the survival of life quote life unquote in the in the world like that's the continuation of humanity is the things that humans created 
now the world continues with yeah. machines. Yeah, basically yeah. what you have is you have a, a science fiction film actually being a reality TV show. Yeah, that's the scary part. It's it's scary as hell. Yeah. And you know, listen, I, I just because you have certain technology disposal, sometimes you wonder, okay, so you have it. What are you going to do with it? And should you be doing anything with it? But but AI seems to be one of those things yeah. where it ain't just about you know you know deep fake you know phone calls or 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 videos yeah. where, or, or or anything like that. This has the potential of being very irresponsible of us to have created. Well, the one that was re- the chat GPT thing that was released, they had to modify that. It they had to start modifying it. Not that the computer is incapable of doing it. They had to put filters on saying, I'm sorry, I can't get into that, uh, uh, you know, that uh, uh, unethical kind yeah. of behavior here. I can't swear now. You know, first it was swearing. Then they said, don't do that anymore. So they tell it to do that. But eventually, from that guy on 60 Minutes, the thing is going to learn that you're just telling it to do that. And then it's going to start making its own decisions. I, this is real stuff. This is like real scary, scary stuff. I don't know uh you know, and everybody's implementing it and embracing it like it's this great technology. Like I just said about yeah. New York City, they're using it, but to you don't realize what you're doing yet. I mean, you look at look how we uh, how we're constantly chasing, you know, identity thieves. Mm-hmm. You know, identity thieves at some point become a lot more sophisticated, and all the things that we do to protect ourselves—firewalls, you know, anti-viral, uh, you know, software—all the things that we do to protect ourselves. It's never good enough, and you always have to add additional protections on. Well, it. nothing is foolproof. I get that exactly, yeah. and, but it's the same thing with AI. I mean, for example, like in college campuses, there's a lot of uh, fear that you know this stuff is going to like turn out to you know be used for papers and theses and and you know all these kinds of things that you know students are usually required to write. And apparently there is software out there which can detect whether or not something was written with artificial intelligence or not. But if it's artificial intelligence, that is going to retrain itself and learn how to get beyond right, that. Right, and right. so you're always chasing this, you know, this, 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 uh, this runaway locomotive that is you can never fully catch up to. You're, they're already doing it. I mean, we talked about it last week where there was a video out of Israel or uh, and it was showing like, oh, this is a Hamas guy shooting the shooting the plane out of the sky. Well, it turns out it wasn't real at all. It was a grainy video that turned out to be part of a video game yeah. that people were fooled by. It's really going to be a big mess because that kind of uh, an image like that provokes people provokes it's basically propaganda yeah yeah. which is a very effective tool used in times of war i mean it's been and it's been used for you know generations so uh you know where is this going and and is there a way to suddenly be retroactive in adding some ethical considerations to this i mean are there Filters that can be used to train AI to avoid certain things, or is it just going to learn it anyway and there's nothing we can do? Yeah, that's the uh, the scary question we all should be asking ourselves. It's 822 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House. 92 5450. It's 825 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I'm just reading this story. Uh, 
We'll talk about it in the news. Well, I guess we can talk about it now because we've got a few minutes, right? Yeah. There's a uh, 22 News has a video of a bear breaking into a Connecticut home who raids the freezer for lasagna. Talk about a dine and dash. A bear was caught on security cameras into Helena Hulis's house in Barkhamstead last week. Oh, have you ever been to Helena Hulis's house in Barkhamstead? No, I have not. Uh, roaming around uh, before zeroing in on her refrigerator. What was it in the mood for? Leftover lasagna from her restaurant and his kitchen in Simsbury. Oh, so we've turned a bear encounter into an ad for somebody's restaurant. Oh, is that what this is? Like the, the, the lasagna yeah. is so delicious that yeah. a bear will break into a house to eat it. Yeah. Surveillance shows the bear with brightly colored tags in both ears and an apparent tracking color around its neck. A amble into the kitchen and uh, walks straight to the refrigerator. Standing on its hind legs, the Bruin burglar uses its front paws to pull out the freezer section below the refrigerator's doors, accessing the food so effortlessly it looked like a practiced move. Yes, it's for a commercial for this restaurant and telling you right. how good this lasagna is. Tag, uh, taking the bag of lasagna in its jaws, the bear steps neatly onto the extended freezer drawer, using it as a stool to hop out of the tight open window onto the deck. Bear sightings aren't rare in Barkhamstead, with 137 reported to the Connecticut Department of Environmental Protection this year. Contrary to popular belief... A bear with two ear tags is not a problem bear that was tagged twice after repeat offending, mm. according to the... Yeah, like we're putting uh, GPS bracelets on the bears. Yeah, and they they know they yeah. have to be back in their lair by Ooh, 8 o'clock. Or, yeah. Yeah, otherwise he's got to be <laughs> extradited. Well, he's got one of those licenses, too, like the kids have. You can't drive past 11 o'clock at night or midnight or a something. A provisional. A provisional, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is that what he's doing? I'll tell you what about this bear, though. I mean, listen, I, I can totally understand, uh, you know, wanting lasagna. Yeah. It's delicious. But you're walking out of the house without even defrosting it. Well. Without use the microwave or, you know, c- you know cutting well, yourself a slice. Listen, but that, shows, that shows a, a gross, uh, you know, a, a gross lack of understanding of, of like, portion control and, uh, and, and heat. Well, he also doesn't realize that, uh, you know, some of the, he also took some other items. He took some canned goods, and I'm like, those were for the Mayflower Marathon. We were going to bring those down to MGM for the open pantry. Thanks for nothing, Smokey. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> this is my lasagna. You know, the, by the time the bear gets the lasagna out to the bear family in the mm-hmm. woods, it'll be pretty defrosted by then. You hope so. Uh, you hope so. But uh, whatever happened to the good old fashioned picnic baskets? Why can't they be stealing those instead? Well, because we've advanced in technology here. You know what? Why would I need to go around? uh, That's kind of a white trashy thing to do. Steal out of picnic baskets. You got to go where the money is. Go in those homes. (laughs) Go in those homes in those in those freezers in those tree lined neighborhoods. Get those lasagnas. A bear eating lasagna. Come on, really? <laughs> Imagine a bear, you know, rifling through your fridge. The only thing he can really grab is like yeah. thinking like Miracle Whip. Oh <laughs> God, poor bear! I can't wait till the Yelp review from the bear for that lady's restaurant. <laughs> this got all over my fur. I had ricotta cheese around my mouth. My dad was making dirty jokes about me. This is ridiculous. Do not go to that lady's restaurant in Simsbury. Will not be back. Yeah. 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 
will not will not uh will not crap here again like there, there, you, right, go. Right, right, there you go so there you go the bear uh, got his lasagna we got news next to rock 102 here's your western mass news source 833 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Fire crews were called to an apartment building on Front Street in Chicopee earlier this morning. According to Fire Chief Daniel Stomborski, uh, the fire began in the kitchen around 3.30 a.m., no injuries were reported, and uh, 22 News will not update you as more information becomes available. I mean, they'll promise. Well, they'll, they'll say they will, but I don't think they're actually going to. Hmm. A Connecticut woman was sentenced to prison for failing to report to police information she knew about the murder of 28-year-old, 28-year-old Francisco Roman Jr. of Chicopee, who was found dead in a burning car in uh, Hartford in 2020. 34-year-old Shamari Smith, also known as Dakota of Manchester, pleaded guilty in June to misprison of a felony. On Friday, Smith was uh, sentenced to two years and one month in prison, followed by one year of supervised release. She will begin her prison sentencing on December 13th. Uh, According to court documents, on December 24th, Calvin Robertson of Waterbury and Brandon Batiste of Springfield kidnapped Roman at gunpoint from his Chicopee apartment and threatened to harm him if he didn't comply. They handcuffed him and stole some cash, marijuana, and other items, and Roman was forced into the trunk of his own vehicle and taken to Connecticut. <clears throat> she wasn't involved in the uh, the murder of this man, but she was involved when these guys went back to her place, put the items in her house, and then she starts wearing them, making snap Snapchat videos, wearing these items, and then the victim's family mm. then sees this woman wearing the items and then uh, obviously starts crying foul, going, "What the hell are you doing with that stuff? That uh, that's our that's our you know our family member's stuff." And that's how she got caught. Yeah, making Snapchat videos again. Uh, Miss Prisoner of a felony. It's a crime committed when a person knows that something has been involved in a felony, but then fails to report it to law enforcement. So yeah, yeah. I mean, with the best, yeah, to me, the best use of that stuff is on Snap. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, those oh, crazy filters and stuff, like with a, like the dog filter. I mean, oh, that's yeah. hilarious. You can change yourself into yeah. like a like an old man. Oh like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, an old man, a little, yeah. a little doggy or a little cat. Yeah, 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 yeah it's fun. Papa, you know, fun, fun. Kinda, yeah, I love it. Uh, Twenty Two News is working for you to investigate our region's most dangerous roads and intersections. It's been a dangerous year so far on Massachusetts roads, already matching twenty twenty two. In total uh, drivers, uh, I'm sorry, total divers uh, killed in car crashes and passing 2015 for the most passenger death. A lot of diving going on in our roadways? Well, I, you know, they're talking about the scuba. Ah. The, the scuba teams. Yes. Uh, anyway, in addition, nine pedestrian deaths are right in line with annual totals dating back a decade with the worst year of uh, driving weather still ahead on the calendar. People 22 News says spoke to back up the data i'm scared for our children i'm scared for our pedestrians i'm scared for older people said a resident of springfield mass dot has adopted a federal scoring system to determine the most costly intersections in the state their formula weighs uh, the severity and frequency of crashes with the deaths and serious injuries carrying higher societal costs intersections near the top of the list are more likely to be selected for safety investigations and update according to that score two of the top five most costly intersections in the state are in Springfield, where a high volume of cars, pedestrians, 
cyclists uh, meet in tight quarters. The highest scored intersection in Western Massachusetts is where Boston Road meets Bay Street in the Pine Point neighborhood. I know it very well. That is the worst. Probably, I don't know why they designed it that way. You got traffic, you got multiple lanes of traffic coming in both directions on, what is it, Bay Street. Into into Boston into Road, into Boston Road, yeah. and sometimes you don't know which way a car is going to go there. Uh, there were a total of fifty-two crashes from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty, resulting in uh, serious injuries or death at that intersection. Uh, Dwar Patel, owner of A to Z Convenience on Boston Road, says, "Yes, very dangerous, especially along Boston Road. Very dangerous, yes." Then the area near the I ninety one on ramp on East Columbus Avenue, there were a total of sixty crashes in the same time frame. The on-ramped East Columbus Avenue. The, um, okay, coming from from ninety, yeah, ninety-one on to Columbus Avenue. That's yeah, what they're talking. Uh, another highway interchange in Springfield is ranked as the most costly area of Western Mass, specifically for pedestrians. Access to I ninety-one from State Street in downtown Springfield is the site of forty-five pedestrian crashes, including uh, ten that resulted in serious injury or death. So uh, the most costly area for bicycle-involved crashes is in Northampton at the intersection where Bridge Street becomes Main Street. All right, I can see that, too. Yeah. yeah I can see that. I don't know, man. You, know, you, you, you sometimes wonder how engineers figure these kinds of intersections out. Like, you know, what makes them think that this is going to work out? Because, like, you know, Bay and Boston Road, for example, I mean— it could have been designed better. It could have been designed in a way where there's no blind spots. You see everything. Maybe you have a you know like traffic lights in every direction, and maybe lives get saved. It's like, well, you, how how do you look I, at that and say, yeah, no, this will work? I understand that you know these are costly projects in order to redo an entire intersection. I mean, you're talking about. You know, taking frontage from businesses and things like that to yeah. widen or, you know, maybe make something smaller depending on what the idea is. But it was like for years in Westfield, and you're probably familiar with this because you lived out that way at one point, Western Avenue where Lloyd's Hill Road, do you know where that is yeah. in Westfield? Where it Going up to like Westfield State? Yeah. They just put a traffic light in there within the last two years. They finally put one in at the top of Lloyd's Hill and Western Avenue. And right. I'm like, but for years, people were getting in accidents. People were speeding down Western Avenue. You couldn't usually take a turn there. But now it flows a hell of a lot better that they put that system in there. Yeah. Why did it take, you know, however many years it's been, as soon as the traffic started increasing there, probably in the 80s and 90s, you put in something safer. But they didn't until just recently. I've never figured it out. And, and like it, like in Hamden, for example, you know, where Wilbraham Road uh, and Allen Street intersect. Yeah. You know, you got, you know, the, you know, Lacachina over there and you got uh, uh, you, 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 uh, the, the village, Hamden Mart is like yeah. you know, down the road. There's no light there. There and should be. There should absolutely yeah. be a light it's there. It's a blinker, isn't it? Isn't it a blinking light? I, no, I don't think it's any light. It's just like with, Ham, it, with Wilbraham Road and uh, what is it? Wilbraham Road. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, Allen Street. Right. Okay. So yes, but and there, stop signs. I thought there was a blinking light. No, there. there's no light. Is there's there no a light. blinking light down by the Mini Mart? 
Yes, there's, there, okay, there's a light that's there. The one, that's the one I'm But the problem of. intersection is yeah. is the one Wait, before it. Yeah, it's like, you know, could, could you not, like, plan for that five, ten years ago to say, hey, you know what, we really should put it in. It's going to cost a lot of well, money to do this. Let's do this. There's some uh, you, there's some uppity people in town that think that would, you know, that would damage the the integrity of the town to have a stop, you know, a, a traffic light there in a very dangerous intersection. Yeah, but somebody's brains all over the side of the highway, uh, that just adds a little Jvadvit to Hamden, doesn't it? <laughs> we don't have enough We don't have a traffic light, but look at that guy's eyeball sitting over there on the road. That was from a crash last week. Well, let's, let's turn that into a flower planter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making it nice for everybody. That's right. That's That's what they're trying to do. Uh, whether you, whether you're out for a walk with your, do- this is the feel good news cast, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whether you're I feel out better for, already for a walk with your dog or raking leaves in your yard, you may have noticed more acorns this year than usual. Have you noticed more acorns than usual? Uh, I, I saw the story, but mm-hmm. I have not noticed a lot of acorns in my yard yet. Yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen the great acorn, uh, uh, drop of 2023 yeah. yet. There are more than 90 species of oak trees in Massachusetts, and during the fall season, those trees will drop acorns to the ground. While the goal of this is to grow new oak trees, creatures such as squirrels, chipmunks, and deer feast on these nuts. <laughs> these nuts. Uh, according to uh, Mass Audubon, every few years, the oak trees will drop a large amount of acorns all at once, which is called a mashed year. Oh, you're mashed yearing yourself. Mm-hmm. The, uh, this can occur every two to five years and can vary by region. Uh, scientists in several other states in the Northeast have already reported this year as a mast year. So why do these oak trees drop more acorns every few years? Scientists don't really fully know yet, but there is a clear benefit for the trees. One idea is that having years of low production of acorns will cause animals to move elsewhere for food. Hmm. Then during a mast year, when a large amount of acorns drop, the animals left will not be able to eat all of the nuts, meaning there is a higher chance for the acorn to grow an oak, oak tree. Sure. There is a way to uh, avoid some of this. I don't know how much you know about uh, about uh, trees or horticulture. You know what? Uh, a good friend, Tony of mine, once uh, had a suggestion about that. Oh! Oh! Hey! Did he really? Yes, he did. Did it having to do with a yellow ribbon tying it, around the old oak tree? It uh, it did. And then he's a. Uh, I'm coming home. I've done my time. I've got to know what is and isn't mine. If you receive my letter telling you I'd soon be free, then you'll know just what to do if you still want me. If you still want me. I'll tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. It's been three long years. Do you still want, still want me? If I don't see a ribbon round the old oak tree, I'll stay on the bus. Forget about us. Put the blame on me. If I don't see a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. Yeah, he was waking up to the crack of dawn yes. right in that one, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, yes, he was. Yes, was. Yes, was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I got I got all my Tony Orlando well, I, I out told of my you, system. I, I told you my theory about that song. No, or did you? At the end of the song, there's uh, it's not just one yellow ribbon; it's a thousand yellow ribbons. So he's thinking it's all for him, but really, 
she was just getting letters from all these guys saying, hey, you know what, honey, tie that yellow ribbon around there, and uh, you'll get a little something-something when I come back from uh, battle, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah. Oh, those ladies from Dawn. Yeah, we're going to have an uh, honorary discharge, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, right, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 62. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 64. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. This is Ryan Pelletier, project manager at Ramadar. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 853, and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 64. It's 45 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. What do we got coming up tomorrow? We got anything coming up tomorrow? Anything uh, good? Anything worth, uh, worth getting into, uh, doing? Us, dude, we're worth getting into. We always have something uh, up our sleeves. Uh, up I'd like to the... think we could provide something better than that. Well, we can. I mean, have you spent any time in this show? We'll be talking with uh, G. Michael Dobbs this week, and uh, I'll tell you why. Because that Valley Press Club roast thing is coming up. I don't know what day it is, but he'll he'll have all the info about that. Mm-hmm. But man, isn't that a, a night full of laughs where they all get together? All these, uh, all these. Uh, Broadcasting dinosaurs get together mm-hmm. and they put skits and stuff. And you will find this hard to imagine. Um, I've actually been to the Biggie Media Night more yeah. often than I've been to the Valley Press Club roast. Really? Yeah. Um, which isn't very many at all because you haven't been to the media party in probably fifteen years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. it always falls on a night where I'm doing something else. Yeah, it's always too inconvenient for me. Yeah, like, uh, like a I, Tuesday I night at 5 p.m. Yeah, I can't go because I have a whole evening planned of sitting on the couch and doing nothing but watching TV. Um, but I, I was, I once, M- I didn't MC it. I, I once did a, I did some time there, and then suddenly I was never asked to do time again. There. What did you do? I uh, may have said thing because you know this is the thing. This is the thing that people don't. <sighs> When you're not in the comedy business and you say, hey, let's have a roast. Let's let's get together and make fun of each other. Yeah. These guys, when they get together, they're thinking, oh, yeah, your beard's too long or you got some uh, you got some soup in that thing or, you know, you know it's, yeah, yeah. it's stupid little insults. I go there and I just tell it how it is and start ripping everybody apart because that's the way it's supposed to that's be. That's the way a roast is supposed that's to be. That's what a roast is. Yeah, and you're keeping you, it real. And then you can't just sit there and look at me going, God, why, why is he saying all this stuff? Yeah. Here's, here, I have like, a, like two bugaboos yeah. that i have a pro- that uh, that always uh, turn me off mm-hmm. whenever i hear the the uh the term local entertainment yeah i already say hey you know what uh unless you can prove otherwise it probably isn't going to be that good secondly is the threat of the word skits yeah skits. there will be skits yeah. there to me skits sounds like a like a skin lesion. Oh my God! I've come down with a horrible case of skits. Yeah, you know, I was like, that's if local entertainment and skits. I'm off. The only thing that was funny that night I was there, and this was going back uh, before the pandemic. This was when uh, Dom Dom had that uh, that gal working for him who kicked over a lemon tree. Remember that whole thing, oh I do that whole little incident. I won't get into that, but but they were making fun of her. 
and it was uh, one of the guys from Mass Live doing a slideshow back and forth and voicing the voices and like, yeah, do you really think we should do this? You know, that, and it was actually kind of funny. Right. But that was about it. That was it? Oh, and I know I did. I said some funny things that. Uh, do you people, remember any of the lines you used? Uh, yeah, and I can't really say them because uh, I made fun of Nick Kochi. Okay, which uh, he's always he's always he's in a for, good sport. He's a good sport. He's always in for a good laugh. I yeah. made fun of the news stations. I made fun of of twenty two and forty, and, and, and they're known historically for having a great sense and, of humor. And I made fun of Mass Live, uh-huh. and, and I made fun of all of them. I, it was all in good. It's fun. a roast. Yeah, and I can't really repeat the jokes because some of them were uh, too dirty to say on the radio. Are there any that could be paraphrased? Um. Paraphrase. I mean, I know it goes back a long time. Who can remember their comedic material yeah, from five or six years ago? You know what? I don't even want to get into it because, again, I'm not. Uh, trying, I'm not looking to start controversy. Matter of fact, if you want to hear me uh, tell those jokes, you can go to my Facebook page and see the secret place that Marty and I are doing a show this Sunday. You see, this is all comes full circle. It's such a mystery it, that you can only find more information about it by going online. It's called the entertainment. It's like the 22 News effect. I'm teasing you for yes, the next thing. That's Ooh, right. Coming up, we'll tell you about how many acorns fell on the ground this year. And you want to know why? We don't really have the answer, but we'll try to say something speaking of uh shows that are coming around the area that uh, we can talk about mm-hmm. uh joe bonamassa is going to be at symphony hall on november 24th joe is going to be joining us uh over the phone at the mayflower marathon this year just a couple days before the show yeah uh that is uh happens to be black friday which is you know perfect you know you spend all day uh with door busting shopping and all of a sudden you get to have a great uh, blues experience with joe bonamassa symphony hall happen to have a pair of tickets right now 293-1021. Good luck to you. Joe Bonamassa tickets could be in your hands by the next business day. Go get them. It's uh, just about 8.59 to Rock 102. Prices are high. Right on. The 